Welcome to the Transform Sales Podcast, where forward-thinking business leaders come to share their experiences and ideas, learn from each other, and amplify their results together. Hey guys, what's up? Amir Ryder here with the Transform Sales Podcast. I got Nate Morris, founder of Apex Conversions, and we are on the Sales Agency Spotlight Series. Nate, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How's it going? Excited going to be well. here on a Saturday? Yeah, you, you got me on a Saturday. Whenever they're watching it. Listen. I know what I did. I know I, 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 I was like, I'm going to get these done on a Saturday. And I put the opening of my link. And then the, uh, the hustlers, the guys who um, love their jobs, book me on Saturday. So definitely, you can definitely see who books you on a Saturday are people that love what they do. Um, so thank you for booking me on a Saturday. But it's also awesome how we met. For those listening, um, Nate just, I follow Nate on, uh, we're connected on Facebook. I think Nate connect, commented something about regarding the service, how he helps people LinkedIn. And I kind of pushed back on the offer. I was like, let's talk about the offer. And then Nate, Nate messaged me, started talking about the offer. Um, and then we, we had like a mini argument. We had like a mini, we had like a mini well, that's debate. That's I normally am. A mini that's debate. Am. What other people would perceive as an argument, but is just a normal conversation to us. And then. Yeah. I, if I push on you, I like you. That means, I mean, it means that, that, that I appreciate what you're doing. And I yeah, we have like a real conversation. Like it's going to be ex- an act. It's going to be good. I expect that from from uh, I expect that from you too. And uh, look, guys, no one canceled each other. We didn't agree on something, and then we realized that we were both aligned. Uh, Nate is just passionate about running a, an awesome agency and helping people. I'm passionate about helping people find awesome agencies. So we we ended up we ended up becoming friends, and now we're on this podcast. Um, for those listening, and if yourself too, on this podcast, we love people. We we really want to uh, spotlight your agency and kind of get you to talk about that eighty twenty rule, right? I think that there's a commonality where agencies or it's hard for an agency to be like, no, we don't help you, but we help you, right? Um, and we are going to kind of drill into almost like a case study and, and who you help to kind of get you to focus on that eighty twenty without actually saying that you can't help other people. Uh, and then talk about maybe some mistakes that buyers make during the selection process with ideas that if they can just hear this kind of stuff and be hear a little bit more transparency in the back end, they can they can buy sales services better. And by better, I mean, get the outcomes they expect and are happier, right? Like, like that's what better means in this, in, in this uh, frame. But maybe you can start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, uh, how you became the founder of Apex Conversion, and ultimately what you guys specialize in. Sure. So I have a long history of sales jobs as well as marketing is like a passion that uh, kind of ran parallel into each other. And then when the pandemic hit in 2020, um, I had to go uh, do something new. And LinkedIn was the platform that I had the most like luck on because I really liked cold calling and prospecting, uh, which is like a widely That's like, why we un- like unliked thing. But I like to just jump in the right conversation. If I have the right people to talk to and I know what to say and I believe in my product, like I can just just get in the conversation. Right. And so I like to just get right there. Um, and so LinkedIn allowed us to do that. And that's how I was getting clients in the past. So we used it to help other people um, do it. And so uh, since the pandemic, up until maybe like a couple months ago, we were doing it just as a done for you service. So we would do everything of finding the right people, messaging them for you, getting them to the point where they're interested and you just have to hop in at that point, which is the ideal point, because that's like, in my opinion, where most of the work is in terms of like getting them into like the sales process. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And so it does your agency yeah. focuses on LinkedIn, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mostly we have the most luck with LinkedIn. What we do works on other platforms, but on LinkedIn, you have, you we'll know, stay on LinkedIn. people right there. Yeah. 
What's up? Yeah. So for those, so for everybody listening, um, one of the common, one of the common things that I hear from agency owners is that they, they got really good at the thing that they now offer. Right. Which is this kind of, it's kind of interesting. Cause if you hear a lot of people that are always like, Hey, I want to hire internally, they're almost looking for people that they think could be good at the thing that they want to hire them for. Right. And then they have to hire them, train them, support them, knowing that they can leave at any moment. Right. And, they ignore the fact that if they reach out to an agency owner, you're probably actually getting somebody who's extremely passionate about it, loves what they're doing and is really good at it. Right. And then it's like strange because instead of accessing that talent through an agency, they, they feel like they need to hire it internally as W2 and it doesn't really work out that well because really good talent actually turns out to become sales agency owners. Right. Or they leave the big companies. So it's funny listening that commonality because I feel like a lot of times buyers you know, if they really listen to the owners, the founders, the owners, they can, they can start to grasp the concept that you're actually hiring top talent, just not under W2, just under a vendor contract, which kind of the same yeah, thing. You're getting economy of scale, really. Yeah. But it's like a mental thing where they don't feel like they're getting that. Right. And, and, and that's kind of also why we do these shows too, so they can hear and, and, and actually, you know, cause like they'll hire someone wishing that that person will then crack some code and make them revenue when you've already cracked the code and productized it right and you're yeah. like this is what we do we did really well and you could you can get into it economies of scale what you're saying um where's the agency base by the way are you guys in u.s your, your state side yeah. u.s yeah yeah. your state side um do you guys have like any kind of specific company that you help um like when you look for your like ideal client is it um and it doesn't have to be either or but is it like a software company a service company series a series b does it have more to do with the person's mentality of who's hiring you, right? Like it, it could be a combination. What yeah. is that looking for you? What's that like? You get this person and you're like, man, if I get this kind of company, this kind of mentality, it's a home run. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're definitely a, a, like the culture of we're going to, we're going to tell you what's up. So um, that's something that we're, we're pretty big on because we've seen that clients like have to uh, get results to see that. So personality wise, um, they definitely need to be playing more of like the infinite game versus I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs right now that are like dating entrepreneurship. And so they're looking at things as like this binary, am I going to hit this thing? And if I don't, then like I failed, but it's actually more about like forward progression. And so if they already have that under wraps, then that's good. Um, ideally we're data focused. And so pretty much everything that uh, we do in terms of like, how do we get things converting uh, really high in like a short amount of time has to do with uh, how do we take the data from what's happening and structure that and use that to actually improve the results. And then what data do we start out with? Right. And so um, we work really well with people who are data minded and there's a lot of like agencies that that works well with because they're data minded as well. And so the data and the way that we do it helps them, you know? So uh, almost makes like a mini mastermind of my own just because the clients surrounding me are all, are all data focused. And so then we get to see more patterns, have better conversations. Um, and there's a lot more leverage when we're, when we're helping them. Um, but I mean, we do great with like financial advisors, coaches, consultants, infinite mindset versus finite mindset for anybody who just heard that for the first time, I would Google it on YouTube. You'll hear Simon Sinek talk about it, the Tim you all these guys right and, and and really refers to this mindset of playing the game to win forever not just temporarily right not short-minded oh i have a job 
and I can be fired in six months. I need to just spend this budget and get some results or I'm gone to the next job. So, you know, and that's why I asked it, right? When, when, when Nate, when you mentioned, when you went that path, it, it makes sense because you're a good fit for, uh, you're a good fit for an agency that understands that they're winning a long-term game, right? It, it, a company that measures its success typically on sales growth, gross profit metrics and net profit, those are in the, that infinite mindset. Companies that try to measure per campaign ROI and don't do a horrible job at it are that finite mindset. And then you started talking, right? You started talking about how you guys do all these experiments, right? And and how you guys do all this testing. And it's funny because it's not you. It's the whole industry. Sales and marketing is a big experiment and a big test, yeah. right? I don't think there are any great marketers. I think there's only great testers. And there's great offers and great products behind those testers, right? If that makes sense. And, and I agree with you, right? You've got a product or service and offering, and then you're designed to test it. And if a buyer is looking for instant results, but doesn't value the, the no's and the rejections and the feedback, they're buying, they're, they're, they don't know the service they're buying, right? If that makes sense. They don't even know what it is, right? Because in order to understand business development and marketing, you have to understand awareness, consideration, decision. Like, how, what percentage of your buyers even know basic stuff like that? Like, would you would you say that like ninety percent of people shopping around for services know what awareness, consideration? Do, do they know these stages, or they just come in and say, "We want revenue, help us"? Oh yeah, most of them don't know really what they're looking for. They just know like what the greener grass looks like, kind of. Um, and so that's kind of an interesting interesting point. Um, yeah, I mean, that's like kind of what, what led us to it. Cause we saw someone would work with an agency and then the client would come in and be like, Hey, here's who we want to talk to. And here's what we want to say to them. And then the agency is going to like turbocharge that message. Right. But if it doesn't work, then whose fault is it? I would say it's the, either the buyer or the seller, depending on who's responsible for writing the message and who's responsible for adjusting the message. Right. I think. It, it, it's that that would be how to answer it but ultimately if the buyer is giving you the message and the buyer is not the one the buyer tells you to continue with the bad message is them right so it's yeah kind of depends on the agreement you have but yeah. that's an interesting question because that also really kind of amplifies the part that any kind of work between a buyer and a sales agency is a team sport yeah well one one thing that changed the game for us was uh, doing market research in the beginning to actually find like where are the opportunities and how are they projected to go over time so that we can align with what's existing in the market. Okay. Maybe maybe you could tell me about like a verbal case study without mentioning the company's name, right? Like maybe like envision like your number one case study and and let's talk through it, right? Um, was that company a product or a service? Is the question first. You know, was it where was the campaign based? What type of campaign was it? And what kind of what was your success metric they were measuring it on? So if you could think of that best case study, like were they measuring on like website visits, traffic opportunities? Talk me through that. So we had we had one client who um, I think this one's excited for me just because of how big of a difference is to kind of validate that initial stage for someone who's like just starting out. So they were doing some prospecting on LinkedIn and they're a financial advisor and financial advisor, that industry is super fun for me because uh, very few people are like gamifying it. A lot of them are, are like way reserved. So this is um, a financial, financial industry. Yeah. Fi yeah. Financial industry. Okay. Yeah. And so they wanted to, to prove out what they were doing and, and kind of scale this, um, 
program for financial advisors to be able to grow. So um, we helped them and in they in their first three months validated it and got 30 clients and wait, got wait. 100. What were they what was your success metric? Right. What did oh, they so we yes, we go off of three things. So we go off the first thing is the acceptance rate, the amount of people okay. that accept the LinkedIn connection requests, and then the reply rate, how many people out of the people that accepted actually reply, right? So you have a conversation. And then out of those conversations, what's the interest rate where people are actually opting in, they're going to your page or they're getting on a call with you. Uh, that is going to depend on the business and what their goals are. And so our goal is to get each one of those over 50% within a three-month period, which as 50, you saw- 50% acceptance yeah, rate? All of them. 50% acceptance rate, reply rate, and interest rate. Okay. So we're, we're talking about out loud a, a, a top case study. They were a financial service company, kind of like a Morgan Stanley, a, a Goldman Sachs, a Merrill Lynch type of thing. And I hope it wasn't any of those, but, but uh, something like that. And your offer, they came to you to- to drive, ultimately to drive conversations with potential investors through LinkedIn. And they were measuring you on the KPIs that you set up, right? Of acceptance rate and acceptance rate, reply rate, and yeah. ultimately like meeting rate after and then interest that. Interest rate, interest rate. Interest rate. And then your, your, your promise was to get... 50% of all those metrics. Right. And that's crystal clear now. Cause like, if I'm listening to this, like I kind of look at you and I'm like, all right, I got a guy to go to from the finance. Cause come on, financial services is huge. There's probably like 70,000 people you can help. You know that, right. Uh, probably more. Yeah. And, um, I get messages by the way, from that community. I was actually going to, I was going to mention that you made a post the other day or a comment or something that I saw where you were saying that you like, you weren't reaching out to people, uh, or like replying to people on LinkedIn. Cause now there's so many people using it. Right. So imagine, because the platform's becoming bigger, right? So that's one side where people go like, ah, it's like it's like this, but also that's a sign that like the platform's getting bigger, like people are using it more, right? And being on there more. Um, but imagine like how good would it have to be that fifty percent of those at least are accepted and then and then replied to? Like, how good do you think your messaging would have to be if, if it's going to the right person? You get to choose I would, who I your would, clients I would, are. I would replace the word "good" as clear and valuable, right? And because it's like, that's, that's what true. good means in this, in this context. And, you know, but that's, but ultimately that's what people are coming to you to do. They're, they're not coming to you to just message people on LinkedIn. They're coming to you for your expertise on basically, it's essentially not doing what everyone else is doing, which is spraying and paying. I've got a message on LinkedIn that are like, I got X amount of software development companies. Here's a 30 minute calendar link. And I'm like, I don't even know you. Like, well, I want to give you 30 yeah, minutes. I don't, I don't like when people uh, like walk up to someone figuratively and, and the first thing they say is like, here's all the reasons that we should get married. Like, I just don't think that works that well. No. It's uh, especially if you're like, we're talking about the offer of, especially if their offer isn't like super fine tuned. Right then they should be actually building a relationship and their offer is more like loose. And it kind of gets to the, that point where it fits between both people. And a lot of people are just shooting I, it out there. <laughs> I, I agree with you, but I, I disrupted the case study. I want to go back to the case study. So 50, 50, 50. Yeah. So this, this well, cause we'll get there. Me and, me, me and Nick can talk. We talked for like 40 minutes before this podcast. Um, and then thought it was recorded. And then we realized that we both could cancel. So we didn't go with it. So we're going, yep. we're going back to this. Um, so talk to me about this client, right? Now, 
were they how long did it take them to get the results they were expecting and was the expectation aligned? Like, were they expecting results in 90 days and got results in 90 days or were they expecting it sooner and you had to coach them on why it would take longer? Right. Like how did that, how was the alignment for, you know, how long it took them to get those results? So they were doing it and having some success, but they were having issues with being able to grow the company because they were doing the work themselves and the way that they were doing it wasn't that efficient, right? They didn't really have it like super systemized. They were getting lower results than needed. So the volume for them to do it was taking up all their time, right? So we were able to come in and actually make it so it's a much, much faster process and they get much better results. Interesting. And and how long do you, would it say, would, would a client... That if I came to you guys as a financial services, I was looking to generate conversations on LinkedIn, ultimately earn people's rights for their investment. How long would it take you to get someone's program that has, let's call it no traction up to speed? This makes me think of other case studies that I want to Don't. Get. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I wish I could that give time. multiple. So we can. You can submit yeah, them. Yeah, to totally, 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 totally. <laughs> um, yeah. So in terms of them getting traction, two weeks is all it should take them until they're launched and running. And then I say traction in terms of someone when they should expect to be able to get clients. And that point that we've seen historically is at that three month mark. But I really think yeah. that that just has to do with the 90 day pipeline rule, to be honest. Do you think it has something to do too with like the condition? Cause they can get calls. They've gotten calls right at the beginning, like within the first yeah. week, right? You have the right message going to the right person. Like a lot of people think that they need to set up all these additional railways but like you need to get your your message like working, converting, you know. Yeah, I'm like, look, I, I I think your natural tendency, what you said, is true, right? Like, you can get something fast, but like what we want to do is establish industry standards, right? So I think it's okay to say that it should take on average 90 days to see results, right? And then at the same time, you know, it it, it, it we have to get some clarity on the results, right? Because I think results can be if you're playing the infinite game. I'm so, right so frustrated with the market on this part like i think that that yeah just like there's this weird thing where people are coming into the entrepreneurship thing expecting that they're supposed to be able to like be able to have this super successful business within 90 days and i'm like dude i've been trying this since i was like a kid like a single digit year kid trying yeah. to figure it out piece by piece right and it's never been it's never been well, like that's that. why i want to talk about it right because i think i think when i when i heard you you hear some commonalities you start right about infinite game finite game right Infinite game is somebody who says, as long as my LinkedIn profile is growing, my followers, my likes, my conversations, my engagement rate goes from, my acceptance rate goes from 10 to 15 to 20 to 30 to, to get to 50, yeah. right? It's like a scale. It's not binary. Game, right? Yeah. The finite game is you got 30 days to get me $100 million of investors for my financial services, right? And that's the finite game, right? And the finite game doesn't really work. So, you know, sometimes anybody listening, right? I think, I think it's also probably fair to say that like, you you can't always measure success as profit because that might not be really the stage that your business is in, right? And you should also come prepared to understand that your your agency, if you're a financial service company and you have 60, 30,000 connections, you got XYZ, the ability for you to generate investors trust could and should be faster than maybe a financial advisor who's 25 who just started right? But the agency that you hire, let's say it's Apex Inversion, like if they execute the work the right way, they're building you towards that future regardless, right? And I think, do you think that people, do you think that people just ignore that because they not, don't know about it? Or do you think they ignore it because it's not sexy? 
And by sexy, I don't, I mean, I don't mean Instagram sexy. I mean, like they don't see the money flying. It's not like Wolf of Wall Street in an office. It's like, a, it's like, a, is it impatience, lack of understanding? Is it either of those two? I'll throw, I was going to throw Part a of it could choice, be entitlement. <laughs> Part of it I'll could be entitlement. <laughs> like when you, when this you. Is, this is back to that conversation. Yeah. It's canceled. Yes. It is yeah. entitlement. Yeah. Entitlement. Like, cause you'll, you'll, you'll want to, you'll want to help someone and then they'll, and then they'll, they'll like not think that it works that way. And you're like, okay, you gotta, you gotta learn something here, you know? And so they're, so they Elon just Musk think- being like, yeah, I'm going to fly to, I'm going to fly to Mars on the Falcon nine. By the way. Yeah. I think he already realized that Falcon nine was like, I'm taking there and he had to cancel it and do starship. So yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, it's, it's, it's just be open-minded. They'll learn, they'll learn. It's, it's not binary. It's like a skill. Like you basically like, you're just, it's hard. You have to be like humble forever. It's just like a sport. You know, I think it should be treated like personal development wise, like just the same. Let's close up this case study. What was the end result? Is this an ongoing campaign now or, 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 or did this client of yours get like a six X ROI or was it not really opposed to revenue? Like what was the end outcome that they got? Well, so that they got 30 clients during their first three months. And so that and got them how about- much is the average client? It's probably a lot. It's an investment, right? So it's. Um, yeah, so they were just start. They were just starting out, like validating that new product. So it was around three k, around that like okay. lower, lower high ticket area. So they got sixty k in ninety days. Yeah. Uh, no, one hundred k in ninety days. Okay. Yeah, going from so, zero, like to to like not not so having like an offer to 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 having the sales conversations to get to it. This, you're listening to this, and you want to get hundred k out of LinkedIn. You got you got Nate Morris to talk to now on Apex conversions. That's why we do the case studies, man. There are so many people that that literally fit that profile that would love to find you but can't cut through the noise, right? Yeah. Um, so that's that's a big space. Tell me talk talk to me a little bit about just like before we before we end this uh, this this show today. Tell me a little bit about mistakes that buyers make during a selection process, whether it's selection by pricing, choosing a shiny object, like. What's that most common buying mistake that they make? And and by buying mistake, I refer to mistakes that hurt their ability to get what they want, not not mistakes that hurt your ability to convert them to a customer. So I don't want to confuse the two, but like what mistakes do you see over and over again that you wish that you could just and they were gone? From for buyers? Yes. From buyers of agency services. I think that the agencies, if they the way that strategy sessions are done nowadays, I think is like crap. I think that they basically just turned into these sales calls with no like real strategy. And I think that the buyer should be able to actually get strategy from there. So like one thing we did is I have a data analyst. And so we'll actually create a legit strategy based on the market so that they know like what's actually going to go on and what's possible right and like how you're that's talking worked. about you're talking about your offer your offer before yeah. you buy so yeah. gonna, guys, but for that they need yeah pull it out of your head. no no nate i'm going to pull it out of your head mistakes that agencies make is that they fall for companies that don't provide value during the sales process it's as simple as that right yeah if you go for a company that is going to try to sell you versus provide value in the form of a report that you can take and you could say I know what my problems are. I can fix it myself or I can use this agency. Then you're ultimately going to increase the likelihood of failing because without that conduit, you're not really aligning it. And guess what guys, uh, Nate has that offer. So why don't you tell everybody about the offer? Cause it's, cause I don't meet that many sales agency owners that have offers. So 
So people that meeting with you guys, they get a, they get a report. Well, tell me about this. Yeah. So when people get on, we have like a, like a strategy session, blueprint session, and we will find who are they currently, who do they currently want to go for? And then underneath that, we will find on LinkedIn for you, what are the subgroups of people that are the best ones for you to target and what are their current marketing? Like what are their pains? And then we'll actually find like, where are those people that are active? So like, where's the watering holes, right? So now, you know, where you people do, are at. You do this whole report, and you do this report for free? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. We do the sounds initial like a, one of them talking like to us. Sounds $5,000 value to me. Yeah. We got to, we just got to show them the potential, you know, it's a long term. It's a long game here. No, nah, it's deeper than that. You're being modest. Um, you figured out the value of an offer, which much, which many didn't do, which is cool, guys, because this is the first time I've ever asked a question. I, this is the first time I've ever asked an agency owner the question of what mistakes buyers make, where I got an answer that aligned with they don't they don't look for an agency that has a valuable offer to them. And, and obviously, it was easy for Nate to answer that because he figured it out himself by creating an offer for his company. So he figured out after years of, of getting clients that are buying, he's like, all right. He's like, if I give this offer, this report, A, I'll know if they're qualified, meaning that I can make them happy. B, I'll give them value. And it, it actually puts, it actually can tell who is in the infinite mindset. Basically, somebody who has got the, fine, the infinite mindset finds value in the report. Somebody who has an inf uh, infinite mindset is going to want to, I don't want to report. What are you charging? When can I start? When can I get results? Right. So it's like a disqualifier for you almost, huh? Yeah, basically. So I'm getting excited. I get excited by offers. No, no, totally. Offers, offers offers are super fun. And I think that yeah, they're yeah. Yeah, we can go. Let's do that. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut the show and you're gonna tell everybody where they can find you, but we're also gonna agree on one thing. We are gonna make a guide or report a tool to help um, companies create their offer and do a co-marketing together and give value to the community more than this, because that's how we met. We, we met talking about, we met in a debate talking about offers. We're on a, the agency spotlight series now, and I found out who you helped the best, right? Uh, it's almost uh, like chicken versus the egg, like too. the offer or the, like the sales conversation. It is the kind chicken like or the that. egg. And it might be it a good, just, uh, it lines up to all the things you're saying. Something like that. Yeah. It lines up to all the things you're saying. You know, you start out with the infinite, finite mindset. You started like like everything you answered, it comes back to like that offer because that offer will tell you exactly who's in it for the long term. Not long term paying you without results. Long term like understands these metrics going up, understands they have an offer. So it's interesting pulling this out of you because it it and now it makes sense why your best clients are the guys playing the long game, the ones that that find value in the offer. And that's that's a standard for not only your process. I think a lot of guys, I think a lot of businesses right now uh, are doing marketing and then getting the sales that come in, but the sales process is like not there. And I think it's, I think that's another thing they need. <laughs> and anybody who's looking at Nate's like body language, he's just getting excitement about thinking about fixing the problems. You're not Superman. You can't fix everyone's problems. Um, but I, you're like me. You, you want to get Dude, out if there. If I could, like, I would. If I could, I, I would know. though, for sure. I'm the same way. It's called being a winner, man. You're, you have the disease. Yeah. Um, anybody who wants to catch the winter disease and find you and learn from you, where can they, where can they connect with you? Yeah. Go to natemorse.com. That's where I post like all my articles. You'll connect with me personally. And then, uh, you'll be able to see my services and whatnot from there. Um, we also have apexconversionsystem.com for the agency, but in terms of like resources and content, I'd go to natemorse.com. I have a newsletter there and uh, yeah. yeah, that's the best place. 
Nate, I'm going to continue to follow you uh, on social, learn from you, jam with you. I want to do this co-branded content. Uh, and then I also want to pick your brain for CloudTask and the ways that you can help with content. Because like I said before, we live in a world, a network state where we're, we're immediately friends because we have a common cause. We want to help buyers hit their sales and marketing goals without losing their money. And everybody who tuned in today for the Transform Sales Podcast, um, Nate Morris, founder of Apex Conversions, thank you so much for your time, man. Totally. Totally. It was a blast to do it again.